You're listening to the Cheer Biz Podcast, where we dive into the business of running and owning your gym. Join us as we speak to industry experts, business gurus, and discuss how we can take your passion and turn it into profit. Let's get to it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Cheer Biz Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Cotton, and today we are going to be talking about how being a veteran helped shape me as a business owner. Now, before we get into the episode, I want you to head on over to nextgenowners.com, check out our website, and make sure you check out our conference. We have a conference in San Diego, January 5th through the 7th of 2024. I'm going to be there presenting. It's going to be amazing you're not going to want to miss this conference. If you've already registered for conference, you've already checked all that stuff out, or maybe you just want a little bit more information about conference, you've got to make sure that you're in our Facebook groups. Those Facebook groups are Cheer and Gymnastics Gym Owners, if you are a gym owner, or All-Star Coaches and Owners, if you are a coach or an owner and a coach. Get in those groups. There's a lot of great discussion. That's also where we release a ton of content uh, that is for free for you to help you grow your gyms and your programs. So let's get into the episode on how being a veteran made me into the business owner I am today. Now I'm recording this. It is Friday, November 10th. Tomorrow is Veterans Day, although most people are celebrating it today. Today is actually the Marine Corps birthday. They always have to be first. And so they do have their birthday the day before Veterans Day. Um, But we are heading into Celebrate Veterans Day. And it had me reminiscing on my time in the military and my time serving our country uh, in the United States Army and what I learned in my time in the Army, which I learned a ton. But there are a few things specifically that I learned in the military that helped me become a great business owner. Now, I didn't always know right away how to turn those into tasks as a business owner. And I'll even probably touch on a couple things that the military didn't help me with uh, in terms of being a better business owner, but we're going to get into all of those. And that's really why I wanted to talk about it. So number one is the most important thing I learned from the military that has helped me as a business owner is understanding what leadership looks like. Now, I'm not a perfect leader. I wasn't a perfect leader in the army and I was, I'm not a perfect leader even today within my businesses, but I continue to grow and continue to get better. And that is something that I learned in in the military. I learned it through sports too, but I really, really gained a true appreciation for leadership through learning and how to be a great leader by being a good listener, by being a good planner, by communicating clearly in the military. And it actually started when I was going through college and I was in the ROTC program. And in the ROTC program, I joined the National Guard at the same time I did what was called a simultaneous membership program. And what that meant is I was going to college for ROTC, I was getting my degree so I could commission and become an officer. And at the same time, I was drilling with the local unit, uh, Alpha Company, two of the 162 Infantry out of Eugene, Oregon. And I got to come in and I was fortunate, unfortunate enough, however you want to look at it, of I came into the unit just after they had returned from their deployment to Iraq in 2004. And so they were in Iraq from 2004 to 2005. It was actually a pretty long deployment. And I came back and the unit was a little bit uh, beaten up. They'd lost some men. Um, A lot of the leadership got transferred out. And so there were not enough lieutenants to go around. 
And so I got thrown into the position of being a platoon leader of a bunch of guys who had just been in Iraq serving together um, or serving in the same uh, company at the very least. They may not have been in the same platoon. And I was put in charge of being in charge of these men. Now, to say that I led them would be false. I was their administrator. And I learned really, really quickly to lean on the people I had that had more information than me. I had some really amazing sergeants uh, who were my squad leaders. I had Sergeant Hambright and Sergeant Merrick are the two that stand out the most to me. I still remember them to this day. Um, and they really took good care of me. You know, they had my back. And they treated me with respect, even though I had done absolutely nothing to earn it. Uh, and that they respected the position that I was in and they respected the fact that I showed them respect is my understanding. And we would work collaboratively. They knew their role in the, in the military, the way things work is the, the senior ranking person is the one who gets to make decisions. So they knew that I would be the one making the ultimate decision on a lot of things, but they would provide me input. They would provide me their thoughts and their experience. And I would utilize that to then create our plans. Now, everything we were doing was a training environment, so no one was actually shooting at us or, or trying to harm us at this point. So it was fairly relaxed, um, but it was a wonderful learning experience to know that I could have subordinates who were smarter than me, who knew more about what we needed to do than I did. And that didn't mean that I wasn't in charge. That didn't take away my power. What it did was it made me more powerful if I listened to them and I took their advice and I didn't necessarily wholesale apply it because they didn't always think through every aspect. That was my job. My job was to gather the knowledge from them, compile that, and then create a plan from there. And we created this just really amazing relationship. And I'm so thankful for learning those lessons with them. I learned those lessons about leadership in the military, working with these men who had been in combat and served together, they taught me how to be a servant leader, how to listen, how to learn from them, how to create a plan, and then execute it and always put my men and my soldiers at the front end of the decisions I make. And I, I really try to still maintain this as a coach, as a business owner. I try to put my employees first. I try to put my athletes first. I want to make sure that Ultimately, I'm always taking care of them because when things are tough, those are going to be the people who take care of me. That's such a valuable lesson I learned in my time in the military. I learned of a lot of other things about leadership, but that was probably the biggest and most important aspect of my time in the army that I learned about leadership is, is to truly listen, to be a servant leader, and to put your people first. Uh, there's a really great book called Leaders Eat Last. It's a, a principle taken from the army or the military. Um, that's one of the rules as a leader, you never eat before your men, they always eat first. And then you go through the line last, like that is just like a carte blanche rule. And I've always stuck to it. And I still even to this day, uh, if you talk to any of my summer camp staff or things like that, I like really have a hard time uh, mentally, like I won't go and eat until all of the athletes, all of the staff, everyone has gone through because I want to make sure that they're taken care of first. That's what a, a good leader should be doing is making sure that their people are fed, their people are taken care of, and then they're going to take care of themselves. So that was a really important lesson I learned through my time in the military. The next really important thing I learned is how to delegate. 
delegation is such a critical component in the army. Uh, it's such a large beast that if you do not learn to delegate, uh, you will be an epic failure as a leader. It just will not work. And in delegating how to take my plans, write them up in a manner that people can understand and give them the proper amount of time to execute. So one of the things we use in the, in the military when we're planning is what's called the one-third, two-third rule. And we're not always perfect at it, but it is a great rule to apply in your business, which is if I know I have a certain amount of time to accomplish something. So I know that we're going to go on a mission to conduct a convoy security operation uh, one week from now. And I know that today, I know where we're going and I know those details. Then one third of the time between now and Friday is my time to plan. And then within by the end of that one third, I need to be briefing my subordinate leaders on my plan. So then they have two thirds of the remaining time to brief their plan to their subordinates. And if we follow the one third, two third rule, it gives our people enough time to start necessary movement and execute on tasks. Now, you can actually start the necessary movement of things before you've even given the full plan. So really giving people the most amount of time to react to the things that are coming helps set them up for success. And I try to apply this as a business owner and from a customer service perspective as well. So as soon as I have concrete information that I can communicate clearly, I want to get that out to my customers, get that out to my staff as early as I possibly can. This actually makes me a more effective leader. It makes me a more effective business owner, and it makes me better at delegation because I'm giving people the time to check on things. And the last and most important aspect of all delegation, which is something that the military really, really harps on, is the idea of the last step of your eight steps of delegation is to supervise. If you do not supervise the task that you have delegated out, you will not actually make sure that it is executed correctly. You also won't have the ability to do spot checks and fix problems as they arise. So it is so important when you're doing your troop leading procedures, there's eight troop leading procedures. The last step is always to supervise. You've got to be supervising your people. That makes you a more effective delegator. That makes you better as a leader and better at delegation, which, like I said, is the thing that I learned in the military. My number three is <clears throat> I learned to take care of myself. And I talked about this in a previous episode, but I learned what my limits were and I learned where my thresholds were. And I think I learned this through my time in the military and also my time in law enforcement. But there, in the military, you get pushed to a different limit, a limit that you may not have thought you could exceed. Uh, you know, I tell stories about times just in training that oftentimes people are like, oh my gosh, I could never do that. Well, we're not talking about anything crazy. We're talking about putting on a rucksack and walking for 20 miles. Does it suck? Yes. Can you do it? Absolutely, you can, but it's a mental feet. And trust me, I suck at rucking. Anyone who listens to this, who went to IOBC with me would tell you that I was not good at putting on a pack and walking for a long time. I don't have the ability to turn my brain off and realize that this is not the smartest thing to do. If there's a purpose for it, yes. If there's not, I struggle. But <clears throat> you learn how to be mentally tougher. You learn how to push yourself 
outside of your comfort zone. You learn how to operate on very little sleep. You learn how to operate in high stress environments where your decisions can make the difference between someone going home to their family and someone going to their funeral. And being able to learn how to operate within that world, I think made me a much stronger business owner because things that may seem really, really big and really, really huge emergencies to the average person don't seem as big and like as significant of emergencies because I contextually have the experience of being out in these environments where I have to make those decisions in a split second, knowing that there is uh, potential significant consequences and not get bogged down with the analysis paralysis. This has been a wonderful addition to my skills as a business owner. It's also been something that I've had to be really careful of because I am prone to making a quick decision based off of the information I have at hand and sticking with it. And sometimes that's not always the best decision when you own a business. You actually might be able to be more pragmatic and take more time in making your decisions. So the things that I did as a field, a combat leader in the army were different than the things that I did as an administrative leader in the army. And I actually learned that through my time in my deployment because I was an executive officer. So I was much more of an administrative role. I did a lot of logistical operations, oversaw our supply, was a second in command, had the opportunity to um, learn the inner workings of our company and, and best support it. But I wasn't out in the field operating, you know, went on a couple missions here and there, but it was nothing like super dramatic because we were doing convoy security operations anyway. So we weren't out operating in the field. So I had to learn that there was a different tempo that I had to be more conscientious with the decisions that I was making and take time and really analyze them and think even more steps ahead than I was thinking in the field because I'm thinking you know, two to three steps ahead on this chessboard versus three-dimensional chess of how does this impact the company down the street when we do X, Y, and Z in the operations. So I learned how to operate at a level I didn't previously think I could, and that made me a much more successful business owner. Now, some of the things that I struggled with, one is I struggled with the concept that most people don't understand a chain of command and how that actually works. I struggled with compartmentalizing uh, my foul mouth. I've gotten a lot better, but I came up in the infantry uh, in a time when things were not overly politically correct. Uh, we dropped a lot of F-bombs. In fact, I know soldiers that use the F-bomb um, as if it was the word, um, they would have said it 15 times in one sentence. Uh, I needed to learn better skill sets in how to not be so direct with people. I learned that sometimes I needed to be softer in the business world, that I couldn't always approach things with my military directness, my military uh, efficiency, you might uh, consider that. So those were all challenges for me as a business owner that were actually disadvantages of my time in the military. They were things I had to kind of train out of myself because you can do things in a military unit, especially in an infantry unit, that you can't always do in the civilian sector working in your own business. So 
there were a lot of pros and there were a lot of cons, but at the end of the day, I think being a veteran made me a stronger business owner. I know it made me a stronger human and I believe it directly contributed to my success. So for any of you other veterans out there, I want to thank you for your service. I want to thank you for going out there, raising your right hand and taking that oath. I think there is something really amazing about that. It is a, it is a selfless sacrifice. And for anyone who's listening, who is a family member of someone in the military, I doubly want to thank you. There is no family Veterans Day, but you deserve all the credit. You guys are the people who stay behind and keep things running and make it so our veterans can go off and accomplish the missions they need to accomplish. If it weren't for you holding it down back home, they would be a mess. So thank you for being who you are. Thank you for being willing to love our military veterans and our people who are out there serving right now. It is appreciated. Okay. So from this veteran understands and appreciates everything that our families do and sacrifice for us. They really sacrifice the most a lot of times. So thank you for being a military family. If you're a gym and you're recognizing your military veterans, you know, a lot of times people are wondering what they can do. For me, a thank you is all I ever even need. And I don't even really need that. I feel fortunate. I feel blessed to have had my time in the military. I feel fortunate to have had the experiences I do because I appreciate the world that we live in, I think at a deeper level. I will never not be proud to be an American. That's why I have an American flag behind me. I will. I have my uh, unit patch behind me as well that one of my uh, fellow officers painted for me. I am proud of what I did in the army. I am proud that I served this country. I am proud to be a citizen of this country. I have traveled to other places and seen other things that many of you in the Western world don't understand. You wouldn't believe going to a com- a country where they have open sewage running through the streets and people don't live with run- electricity and running water in many of their homes. Those things actually do exist in other countries still to this day. We are very fortunate. And I think that through my time in the army, I was able to see some things that I never would have seen otherwise. And I think that makes me a better American, a better business owner, a better father, and a better husband. So I'm grateful for that time. All right, everyone, as you leave the episode, I don't have any to-dos for you. I just want to thank you for listening. Thank you for being there. We have an amazing episode. I just finished an interview with Justin Carrier today too. That one's coming out next. I am super excited about it. We had a great conversation for about an hour. Thank you all for being loyal listeners. I'm going to enjoy the rest of my Veterans Day. With that, we'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Cheer Biz Podcast. If you would like to be featured on our podcast, click the link in our description to apply. If you're interested in joining NextGen, visit our website at www.nextgenowners.com. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to make sure you don't miss any future episodes. Thanks for listening.